Do I understand the theology of the kingdom of God? What is it in scripture and how does it function? Well, Karen, I'll jump into the conversation. (laughs) I've talked about the kingdom and dreamed about the kingdom for years and years. Work for the kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Welcome to the Before We Go podcast featuring Dr. David Maines and his wife, noted author, Karen Maines. Here's David and Karen Maines. Well, let me see if I can define the kingdom of God just as we begin, all right? This is a thing that's very much a part of my being because I've done many programs on it. I've preached when I've gone out to different meetings, the kingdom of God. I should probably say at the very outset, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are two phrases that Jesus used, and they were synonymous, I believe, in his thinking. Some people would say they have different meaning. I don't think so. Let me give you just an example. Matthew nineteen twenty three and 24, Jesus is talking. He says, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. He's also repeated what he just said, which is typical of a lot of the Jewish way of communicating. He said, Jesus says it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So he said it, then he's reset it. And one time he says kingdom of heaven. The other time he says kingdom of God. They mean the same thing Mm -hmm. in my mind. Of course, the question is, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. Because nowhere does Jesus say, when I say kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, this is what I mean. Well, Uh, let's define it a little bit. So is that kingdom somewhere in the past? What was it? Do we have it when Jesus was here on earth and then it's gone because he's gone? Was it in the present? It is in the future. The kingdom was wherever Christ reigned in a person's life. It didn't have a geographic boundary. You couldn't say the kingdom of God was like the kingdom of England or France or Germany or India or whatever. Because you can't see it on a map. It's inside people's hearts. But it's wherever individuals bow their knee before Jesus, are obedient to how he teaches, and then they reap the benefits of what that kind of living is like. That's how I would define it. So that's the question we're essentially asking our listeners and ourselves, is the reign of Christ preeminent in your thinking and in your living? Yeah, because there's no way in my mind, Karen, where you can say, I would like to bow before Jesus and ask that my sins be forgiven Mm -hmm. and that my life be changed. But I kind of have reservations about that king idea. You know, I'm not sure that he, because he said some radical things. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure I want to say wherever he said something, that's my rule of life. Mm -hmm. Well, in the kingdom of God, he forgives you your sins, but He forgives you partly so that you can be a part of his kingdom, which brings goodness for the whole of the earth. Christ actually says that, doesn't he, in a certain scripture? Can you recall what that scripture is? I'm not sure exactly what you're referring to, but if someone wants to go, say, to the New Testament, begin in the book of Matthew, you will find that he refers to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven over 50 times. Now, that's a lot of times. If you read Luke, he talks about the kingdom of God in Jesus' words over 40 times. You get about 25 times in the book of Matthew. Matthew, and it's there in the book of John, it's in the book of Acts, it's in the epistles. You may not get it directly saying the kingdom of God, but you get these hints that show how strong it was. For example, Peter says, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. It's beautiful. Yeah, his majesty, the king. That's what we were eyewitnesses to and heard with our ears and so on. It is the primary message of the New Testament. Wow. No question. So if that's true, why do you think the kingdom of God was Christ's major emphasis when he was here on earth? Why do you think that was such an important theme for him? Well, because he's God's son. 
He is majesty. Yeah. But he is. Yeah. He is the rightful king. Someday that will be on everybody's lips. Someday every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of his Father. That hasn't happened yet. But it was true when he was here. Some people understood it, embraced it. Other people Set away with him. We That's don't want anything to do with him. Interesting, at the end of his life, the sign of up above the cross that Pilate put there was <laughs> King was, of the Jews. Well, I he mean, was more than that. He was more than that. But, I mean, that's an extraordinary proclamation made by a man who was a Roman ruler. Yeah, yeah. then on top of that, you get the centurion who was there at the crucifix. Certainly this man was the son of God. Son yeah. of God. Mm-hmm. As he dying, as he yes. laying dying, it's mm-hmm. extraordinary. So I want to ask our listeners if they have ever sat under any preaching or been in a Bible study that emphasized this concept of the kingdom of God. And I think that many people who have been in faith-based situations for a major portion of their life have never heard preaching on this theology. More and more recently, I'm recognizing there's people who understand what we mean when we're talking about the kingdom of God or what the scripture means. But years ago, when you started to preach on this, this was when you were in the pastorate. And at that point in time, you did a series on the Christian, the church, and society. That was the first time in my life. I mean, I wasn't old. I was young when I met you, and I was probably about 24 or so when we planted that church. But I had been in Bible preaching churches all of my life. I mean, from diapers on. And I don't believe I had ever heard anyone speak about the kingdom of God. And these were fundamentalist, conservative churches. Well, we came to life, to church life. We were both raised in the church, different churches. I was raised in what people would call a fundamentalist church. But we came through a great divide in the Protestant church. There were what I was told were liberals, and then there were us, the conservatives. But the world was changing. Scientific things had come in more. There was a question, really, are the scriptures the word of God? And, and it so came on. out of a German higher criticism idea, looking at the scriptures and, and basically saying that they're not God-inspired. There was a question. There was a question about the authority Too of scripture. Too much humanity here, and some things seem to be er- erroneous, and so that sort of thing happened. There was a split between people who held to the scriptures Mm -hmm. and talked pretty much about being born again. That was their huge emphasis. And then the other side, people who they were trying to figure out where they were in Mm -hmm. all of this that was happening in the educational world and so on, and continued to talk about the kingdom of God. They didn't talk about, except a man be born again, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. They didn't talk about that as much. The conservative side talked that way. That's what I was raised in. I heard about being born again. Almost every Sunday. (laughs) And thank goodness for it. It was helpful to me. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the what? Kingdom of heaven or kingdom Uh, of God. Kingdom of God. But the more liberal side of the Protestant church, they were talking still about the kingdom of God. And there was this emphasis that as human beings, we could bring in the kingdom. In fact, if we would bring in the kingdom, then Jesus would return Uh and see what we've done. It was a good emphasis. But... The conservative side didn't talk about the kingdom as much because that's what the liberal side was talking okay, about. So there's a reactionary sort of a that's, avoidance, that's, right? That's exactly oh, right. Oh, wow. Which is unfortunate. But we have come past those days some. There is still a conservative, the, liberal breach, in a sense. But there's a renewed look at theology that's not in reaction to that split. Yes. I think that in the last 10, 20 years, there's been people who haven't lived through that. They haven't had to go to It's all ancient history. It's ancient history, yeah. 
So the kingdom of God is being rediscovered in many ways through the whole of the conservative wing of the Protestant church. And that's a very healthy thing, and I'm glad for it. Karen, I didn't know anything about the kingdom till I went to college. I uh-huh. went to a college where the motto was for Christ and his kingdom. And uh-huh. I thought, what in the world is this kingdom thing? And so I began to hear about it in my college years and then began to study it more when I got out of college through seminary and then and so on. I read people that we weren't supposed to read. (laughs) E. Stanley Jones was wonderful about the kingdom. If I say John Wesley, he Uh he had a book about the kingdom of God, and I began to explore this more and more and saw that it was so much a part of Scripture, and it was exciting to me. Well, I will say that listening to you preach as a young pastor's wife, your wife, that message, the Christian, the church, and society, it really sunk in. It just totally changed my outlook, my faith, and how we were to live in the world and what we were called to be and called to do. It was a radically new and transforming understanding. Now, if I've heard something about the kingdom and we're talking about it now, then I need to ask myself, If this is true, that the Bible emphasized the kingdom of God, that was one of Christ's major teaching topics, what does that mean then as far as how I should be living? Well, again, you can't say, Jesus, I want my sin forgiven, but I don't like the idea of living by your rule. Mm -hmm. I I don't like the idea of you being king and me being your your subject. And so you can't do that. The messages are involved together, just like, again, we talked in John 3, except a man be born again, he can't enter the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is huge. We live in a democracy. It's a little bit hard for Americans, as part of a democracy, to think kingdom turns. We like our freedom. The whole of a democracy, everyone is created equal in a Mm. democracy. Well, that's part of kingdom thinking. We all have equal value because God is our creator. And that comes directly out of scripture, out of a scriptural understanding. And it's the bedrock of democracy. So in in a way, we wouldn't understand democracy if we hadn't adopted, in ways perhaps we're not even aware of, this essential theology that God has created all men equal. That's right in the in the Bill of Rights. Yeah, human beings have great value because they're created value. by God. Right. That's biblical. That's as bedrock to Christianity as you can get. The question that we need to ask ourselves if we understand that the kingdom of God is an essential theology, am I conforming my life, changing my behaviors, or reconsidering my goals in any way in light of this biblical emphasis? If you ask me that question, right. it's the most important thing in terms of my whole mindset. That's why I have traveled the world, because it's important to God that there is fairness throughout mm-hmm. the world. He's made a world that could feed all people. Mm-hmm. All people are not being fed mm-hmm. because people are living in anti-kingdom ways. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jesus comes to reign, people all over the world will be fed. He will establish a kingdom of goodness. I like to think of the kingdom of God as a kingdom of goodness. Mm-hmm. We will all have our place in the sun. Yes, we will. It, it doesn't mean everybody has the same. It doesn't mean that somebody can't be more aggressive and have more provisions. But all people will know the goodness of God's bounty. And I think we can also establish that each person will be in a place where they can live up to their God-given potential. Mm-hmm. And they will have option to bow before the king even then. I have learned that I love being an American, but I'm a citizen of the world, partly because I'm a member of the kingdom of God. And it behooves me to know what's happening in the world, not just politically, I'm not talking, but in terms of the fairness to all people. And I personally have tried to allow myself to be exposed to these major problems and do what I can. Is what I'm doing all that significant? No. I feel like, I feel so insignificant. Yeah, but when millions of people do their little part for the kingdom Mm -hmm. of God, that makes a huge difference, Mm -hmm. a huge difference in the Mm -hmm. world. Yeah. 
okay, the kingdom, you're basically asking the question, how important is it to us? Mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly important to mm-hmm. me. So one of the things that I do when I'm taking a self-audit regarding the kingdom is I ask myself, when I repeat the Lord's Prayer, what do I feel when I hear these words, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? How do we feel about that? My soul leaps a tiny bit. I'm longing for a time when that kingdom goodness is transparent and impacts the entire earth and all the creatures in it. When you have kingdom living as your mindset, your personal position in it is not as important as the corporate whole. I'm trying to put into words, Jesus felt his followers should live with the kingdom of God as the driving reality in their lives. Jesus felt his followers should live with the kingdom of God as the driving reality in their lives. It's fair to what Jesus taught. And that would include this whole concept of Christ being Lord and Master and us coming to him and asking for forgiveness for our waywardness and our past lives. Yeah, the Re- new, it includes the new birth, yes. Re- I mean. Receiving his forgiveness, but that's so that we can then step into this master plan, this major plan of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. This day is what we're asking of our listening audience. How are you doing in relationship mm-hmm. to your understanding of the kingdom of God? Yeah, is it the driving force in terms of your schedule for this day? You've been listening to the Before We Go podcast. And if you would like to write to us, please send us an email at the following address, hosts at beforewego.show. That's all lowercase letters, hosts at beforewego.show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review, and share on whatever platform you listen. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Mainstay Ministries, Post Office Box 30, Wheaton, Illinois, 60187.